Welcome to the next podcast by SLC Biz, the podcast that helps connect students at St. Lawrence College with peers, professionals, and other influential individuals. Each episode, we will discuss topics that are relevant, knowledgeable, and encouraging to the students at SLC. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the next podcast. Today, I have some first-year students who have been thriving with their programs. Um, So if each of you want to introduce yourselves and um, state what program you are in, that would be wonderful. I will start off. My name's Ellie. I am in my first year of business accounting, and I am in the three-year stream. Um, Hi, I am Melissa. I'm in my, uh, well, first year, I'm doing business fundamentals, and I'm hoping to move into the human resources uh, stream from there. Uh, Hi, my name's Andrew Wiley. I'm in my first year of the business business administration human resources program. And I'm Alec Grant. I am an HR student in my first year, second semester for the two-year diploma. Well, welcome to all of you, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I guess... The first question I have for you is because 717, it can be very stressful. How have you been able to organize and prioritize your coursework? I personally make a lot of use of my calendar. Um, It was really important, particularly knowing uh, that school was going to be on an online setting that I set up an appropriate office space that was kind of removed from everything else in my house. Um, And that my desk in particular has a a fully filled out calendar uh, with dates that aren't even necessarily pertaining to school, but everything outside of school uh, to kind of help manage the schedules in all areas. Building off what Melissa said, I have actually like four calendars, to be quite honest with you. I have one for like my personal stuff and all my appointments. And then I have one for my classes. Then I have one for due dates. Like I I make use of calendars. I love them. I love lists. I write out everything. Like for example, Amanda gave our Gene 189 class like a list of when everything was due. And I actually printed that off and I, I mark everything that I've completed to keep track of what's been done and what hasn't. Yeah, four calendars. You sound really organized. <laughs> I try to be. I like to think I am at least. <laughs> That's pretty organized to me. I keep, uh, you know, the traditional to do list. Uh, I call it a quest log. My friends laugh at me. Please don't laugh at me. Uh, and it's just a long list of various schoolwork stuff I have to do. And next to I have the date. And then sometimes under very, very high stress times, I'll try and kind of guesstimate how long it'll take. So if I see like, oh, it's just a little discussion board. So it takes. A board post. It only takes 15 minutes. Great. I'll do that one first so I can get the ball rolling and then I'll tackle that two hour paper I got to do. So to do list is my go to. Yeah, I agree. And just to just to basically reiterate and build off what everyone else was saying, um, I utilize schedules and calendars. I often check the digital calendars on Blackboard to make sure that there's, you know, no differences and syncrasies between mine, my own physical calendars. Um, And I use a whiteboard, too, to help me prioritize my work during the week. It allows me to get a big open schedule uh, or space to schedule things. And then I can kind of block it out, if you will, so I can prioritize my work in that fashion, too. Oh, and the other really good thing for remembering due dates and stuff is having, like, friends in your class who are like, that was, that's due Friday, right? I'm not crazy. That's due Friday? Because these these (laughs) courses, right, they move fast. So sometimes, like, uh, I'm in marketing right now, and we have, like, or it's communications rather, it's the uh, second 
communications uh, of the program. And we have like two or three different assignments on the go right now. So it's like, wait, was that script for assignment one or assignment three? What's being marked for what? So having someone to to make sure you're sane and be like, to check your, your mental math and dates, uh, it is a great help. I know myself kind of going with the uh, list. I have a list of like all the assignments that are due for the semester and then I cross it off. So by the end, when you cross off that last thing, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I have a tendency to, as, as the deadline gets closer enough, I'm, I'm procrastinating. I get more and more aggressive with my calendar and do this and underline and highlight it again and just get it done. Now, as the semester progresses, I know some of us get very stressed out. Yeah. How have you been able to manage your stress and make sure that you stay healthy? Because I know for me, when I get stressed, I tend to get sick. I do too. And I am somebody who, um, I guess the term is extroverted introvert. Um, I do really thrive in a social situation, but um, some recharging time is very, very important. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm single, I have animals, etc. a lot of responsibility. Uh, so I found that what's most important is I've reserved Sundays as my one day a week where maybe there's some light homework, but otherwise it is my day where I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on social media. I'm not really going to leave the house. Um, and it's just my day just to kind of unwind and prepare for Monday when I go back into the office and start tackling what needs to be done for the week. Yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely do the same thing. Like, I kind of, even like on a daily basis, after like a certain time, like six o'clock at night, okay, no more homework, no more, because I tend to get really tired. And I actually experienced this in math. I did a quiz at midnight because I was trying to do school. Don't ever do that. My gosh, I failed. I failed it. I did too. Learning curve. Don't do quizzes at midnight. But um, yeah, I like to set a time, six o'clock at night, no more schoolwork and don't do schoolwork before a certain time in the morning because then I tend to get stressed out and, and it just doesn't work. And and like Melissa does, I, I set a time like Saturday or Sunday, you know, it's my day. It's not my day to do schoolwork. It's my day to sit at home and, you know, take a breath and be like, okay, what can I do that's going to that's gonna relieve some stress and not not think about school too much if I if I can. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there, Ellie. There's like, there has to be a cutoff time. Like I should not be thinking that hard after 6 or 7 p.m. Like once I have dinner, I'm not coming back to my computer, okay? I'm going to go outside. I'm going to take a walk, do whatever. The one thing, the one thing that tripped me up about that during the last like quadmester was, <laughs> and some of us might be experiencing this concurrently right now, uh, all of my HR classes were 6.30 to 8.30, which directly kind of knock that uh, plan out. So I had to make a the HR exception and be like, okay, as soon as HR is done, I turn off the computer and I go to bed. <laughs> so I can wake <laughs> up and work in the morning instead. See, it kind of works. And those 6.30 to 8.30 classes, they are hard, especially if your afternoon or your day, sorry, doesn't even start until later on in the day. And I mean, we all kind of stand on the same page so far that like we, we value our evening time. And trying to keep that computer on until 8.30, I'm like, I should be in bed by now. <laughs> See, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I, I have no problem functioning in the morning. I have a daughter, so being up in the morning is normal to me. I think sleeping in is about 8 o'clock at this point. So, But I function better on the computer at night, I think, with less distraction of wanting to be outside and and doing and doing things outside when the, when the sun is shining. I function better at night. So... I think the important part is knowing yourself and knowing your own path, right? And figuring out what's best for you. 
Uh, we could tell you all our, our own personal tips, tricks, uh, things that work for us personally, but it's about finding what works best for you in these scenarios and what puts you in a position to succeed to, towards your own goals effectively. Well said, Andrew. I'm definitely a evening, like night person. Because again, I, I have two kids as well. So, you know, by the time they're in bed, it's like, okay, now I have quiet time. And it's not uncommon for me to be at 1030. Oh, I need to start this assignment. It's a great time to start it. Well, and like Andrew said, self-awareness is just, it's so important because yeah, we can tell you what works for us, but you have to know yourself to set yourself up for success. Yeah, exactly. I, I have to, I have to have some form of exercise. All the, the jobs I've had, I'm 33 now. So, you know, I'm, I'm this, this is the first time I've been back to school in about 15 years. So I've worked a lot of jobs that had physical components to them. So now being sitting on my butt in the computer chair for eight hours a day, it's hard for me to adapt to. And so I have to incorporate physical exercise, but that's personal to me, right? Um, and I know that about myself. So I make sure that I incorporate that into my plan. Yes. I know that um, Ellie and Melissa have used the mentor program because I am their mentor. It was funny when Amanda decided invited you guys and then I got the emails I was like I know Melissa and Ellie (laughs) (laughs) um but have you used any other programs or resources to help you out during your studies so far personally at this point um with it being an online setting and kind of having so much going on outside of um I have made some connections obviously Lindsay and uh connected with a few others um but I think personally how I function I will see more benefit once we do return to an in-class setting um I just find it it's I don't know, easier to to find the resources to make the connections than necessarily um, words without putting a face to them, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I know I've had a couple of meetings with um, Amanda in particular about career counseling. Being in the first year, you get a a little bit of each, right? You get some marketing, you get HR, you get uh, accounting, so on and so forth. You know, coming into this, you may be on a certain path, but then you find it changes. So it's good to check in with people that can kind of help you when you're unsure or even if you're sure about your program, but you're unsure where you want to take it, something like that can help you build confidence in yourself and where you're going. And, and ultimately that can set you up to be more successful with your classes and, and your program in general. Yeah, I haven't like taken advantage of too many um, outside class things, but one thing I do try and do, and I make an effort to do this, um, it's just a good habit in my opinion, is I always like to reach out and kind of get to know the professor who I'm, I'm in their class, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of even just for school stuff, what's their preferred writing style? Like, do they prefer something like light and sweet or do they really want like heavy theory work? Right. And getting to know them as people kind of helps me be at my best because they're the people uh, who are trying to facilitate your success. So if it's a two way connection and they know your face and you know theirs and you turn your camera on sometimes, maybe it's beneficial to both sides. Touching on that, the, the cameras on, I think is huge because yeah, we're all behind a screen. So you want to make those connections with the professors in an online setting that camera on is huge because um, more of a natural setting as much of a simulated in-class setting as you can, as you can get. I know that uh, personally, I sometimes, especially if my class is 830 in the morning, I haven't done my makeup or my hair or anything. So <laughs> I don't have my camera on. I'm kind of the opposite um, of that, but Definitely what Alex said, um, reaching out to your profs. I do that. I reached out when I had a business, I reached out to Wendy and David, Amanda, we had that one on one chat, and I found it really, really helpful. And I actually reach out to them on LinkedIn, I made a profile and reach out to them there so that 
if, you know, I need something or if I'm looking for, you know, a job opportunity or something like that, I do have that link as well. So I just, I like to connect with them or my classmates also as much as I can. So if I do need that help, somebody, somebody is there. Yeah. And that is a great way to start networking because networking I find is huge, especially going forward. So if you can get that connection with your prof from the very beginning, those are networks that are going to definitely help you. Um, Going on that has, have you guys done anything else to help yourself with your network? I think personally, um, I've done as much as I can to reach out to other students in my sections. Um, Like I'll message them outside of class and everything. Say, hey, how's it going? How'd you find us today? How's everything else going for you? Um, And try and create those uh, relationships early as possible, right? And and, and, you know, everyone has so much to offer. And even if they don't see it themselves, it's, you can almost promote that out of them and you both learn from each other, right? And build, I think building the relationships with your peers is so instrumental in terms of networking, especially moving forward into the, the workplace of the future, right? Yeah, I like that, Andrew. It, it's, it's an interesting position. Uh, your classmates are great benefits to help you through the course, but they're also going to be probably the same people competing for the same job you're going for. So it's kind of an interesting competitive dynamic. But again, while you're in program, it's good to surround yourself with other people who hopefully know what they're talking about, or maybe they're just really nice and you like to hang out with them. That's good too. Just trying to bring the class together. I I love that idea. And I know that when they have like guest speakers in your classes, it's a great way to uh, connect with them via LinkedIn, um, you know, because they may remember you, especially if you have your camera on, they actually might remember you and, you know, it might help you out later on. For sure. I do connect with people on LinkedIn. We had to do an informational interview and the woman I interviewed, I asked her if I was able to connect with her on LinkedIn and I was. So it's just, it's having that extra opportunity and I can kind of snoop her profile almost and kind of see, oh, what can I, what can I add to mine to look more professional? And I do it with my classmates too. And uh, building what Andrew said on reaching out to your classmates, Melissa actually in one of our first classes, I remember I have my puppy with me all the time. She, she messaged me and said, my puppy was really cute. It's just kind of nice to have, you know, she's a familiar face now and it's kind of nice to just break the ice like that. So definitely like reach out to people. It's nice to have familiar faces, especially when we're going back to in class, I can be like, okay, I know Melissa. I see her, her camera's on all the time. I can, I can put like a name to a face and it's really nice to have that. That's true. And I mean, that that's kind of why I sent those messages in the first place, because I mean, we're all trying to make connections. Um, so if I, if I see something, I mean, your puppy is so adorable, and I had to say something. Um, but yeah, as a result, I mean, you send a couple nice messages, and you kind of touch base with uh, people you feel you have a connection with. And yeah, now I've got a small network within my program that I know if I needed something, I have those people I can reach out to. And we're not best friends, but we all have common goals and ideals. And um, yeah, I'd say good classmate relationship. Yeah, I'd say for that that social atmosphere thing, the online has been actually kind of incredible because sometimes in person, it's kind of daunting to go up and talk to random people, even if they do maybe have a really cute puppy. Like, and that might be harder once we get back in class. So we'll see what that's like. But being able to just like shoot a message to someone on Teams, like, hey, I like your dog. They're like, great, thanks. <laughs> oh, I know. And it's going to go one of two ways. They're either like, oh, thank you so much. Or who is this girl messaging me? <laughs> or maybe both at the same time. But either way, <laughs> you get to talk yeah. to people. 
Now talking about like the whole switch from online to in person, because it's probably going to happen like in the fall, like I think like the spring semester is supposed to be back in person. What are you guys thoughts about going to be in person as opposed to being online? I think it's going to be fantastic in terms of networking and a full access to resources. I think it's going to be a little bit daunting is maybe time management because with a work and life and responsibilities outside of school, it is really nice to just know that my home base is my house. So between class, I can take the dog for a walk. I can tidy up, maybe get a couple chores done, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And once we make that transition to back in class, it's not like I live far from the school, but that is time outside of my house where I could maybe be multitasking at the same time. So I think it's just going to be a matter of prioritization, um, maybe a second or third calendar as Ellie does, and just really being on top of things. Yeah, I think I'm excited and also kind of nervous, to be honest, because, I mean, online is kind of all I've known so far. So like Melissa said, I think it'll be really great because we'll be able to network with each other and, you know, like you'll be able to study in person and and do all those things and have the in-person atmosphere. But like she said, time management, like when I'm, when I'm at home, like I get up 10 minutes. If my class is 8.30, I'm up 10 minutes before class. And if it's in class, I cannot get up 10 minutes before class. So I just, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely agreeing with Melissa on the time management thing. I think it's just a huge, huge step we're going to have to take and a huge adjustment. Wearing real pants. I mean, let's put that out there. I'm still wearing my elephant pajama pants and slipper socks today. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I'm going to go in class and I would wear exactly that. So don't feel bad. <laughs> if we all agree together i'm like oh i gotta do gotta do proper pants but i'm not looking forward to it <laughs> pajama union yeah if we all just go in pajamas no one can stop us there's too many of us Solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> or at least have like pajama friday or something i don't know but yeah i i don't know uh in person their online has its comforts like you say being able to roll out of bed 10 minutes before that math 8 30 like that's great kind of but to be back in person is something special. Uh, I went to SLC for Police Foundations and Community and Justice Studies before I was in business this year. So during my time in Police Foundations, I was actually at the physical St. Lawrence College, the very one we're going to in the fall. And uh, I feel very nostalgic for those days because there's just kind of a life to the college, just being able to be there and seeing all the people rushing about to classes because they're 10 minutes late you know, going to get a coffee at the Tim Hortons in the big old cafeteria. There's something super nice about that. And being back in person is going to make St. Lawrence College feel more like a community than ever. Because right now it's kind of fragmented. We're all in our houses, cooped up in our our nice warm pajama pants and all that. But we're not seeing each other every day. We're not passing each other in the halls. And while there is still a very much a SLC community online, I just think it's going to be, it's going to come back bigger than ever in the fall. And I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that. Yeah, I would have to agree with everything everyone said so far. Um, I think it'll help charge the battery a little quicker for people too, right? Because it's really easy to get drained in this online environment and just kind of feeling almost isolated, if you will. I'm in the basement, so I have one window to look out of and uh, and a wood stove to keep me company. So, I mean, being in person will be a nice recharge for the battery. And I think it'll make going to classes and stuff more exciting too. 
um, getting to see your peers, uh, interact with them, and obviously a more personable level, it's just going to add a whole new dynamic to our learning environment and our learning path too. So I, I'm excited for it. Uh, I don't mind being online, but I am excited to get back in, uh, back in person. Yeah. In person feels like a different beast. Cause like, you know, if you're online, right, you could turn your camera off, you could put your feet up, you could be making jello or something while you're, you're in class. I don't know. What, what food do people eat during <laughs> class? I want to say jello. It's weird. I've never seen anyone eat jello in class, but someone's doing it. You can, you can do whatever you want. Like there's so many distractions here, but in person, if you're making jello in class, first of all, I'd like to see it and have some. But B, you're probably going to, your prof's going to be like, what are you doing, right? Like, it, there's more of a physicality to it. So you're going to be just more engaged by nature of like the, someone's going to call me out for making jello in class. So I better, you know, look, uh, keep my ears open and eyes open and <laughs> focus up. And Alec, you know what, you brought up a good point, And that is the professors. And I can only imagine and sympathize how difficult it must be sometimes having to teach classes when you can't get the engagement from your students, because oh, yeah. maybe they're not comfortable enough to turn their cameras on or whatever. But I mean, we have these wonderful instructors who are teaching us to the best of their ability. And I'm I think it's going to just tenfold once we are in person, we're going to get um, even a better quality of education just due to the excitement of being social again and, and seeing your students and the engagement. Yeah, like I I tend to get very distracted easily. I mean, I've got my puppy here. I've got my boyfriend here. Like I've got 850 things like Alex said going on in my house. Whereas in class, I'm in class and I can't go make jello <laughs> while I'm while I'm listening to my prof. So it's kind of like Andrew said, it's kind of exciting in a way. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm actually going to be at school. Like right now, it doesn't really feel like school. It just kind of feels like, you know, I'm, I'm learning, but I'm still at home. Whereas when we, when we go in person, you're getting that aspect, you're in a school again, you're getting, you're getting that community. You can go to the library, you can go do this. You're not just strictly confined to your house. Oh man, you're making me nostalgia with the library. The, I don't know if you guys have ever had the pleasure of going to the SLC library near the front doors, but they have these these big chairs that like fully surround you. They're like pod chairs or something like that. And they like little tables, perfect place to plug your laptop in and just work away at whatever you're just giving out in class. Very nice place. Go. Yeah, get your snacks, get your coffee, get a really comfy chair. And yeah, and you know what? There's lovely views because it's bright in there, big windows. and Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, I know last semester I met with some students at the library or on the campus, and even that was just amazing. <laughs> so we've kind of talked about a lot of like, things that we work through and, you know, kind of the struggles and that. But going on a positive note, what are you most proud of so far about your studies at SLC? Math. Ellie knows I won't stop talking about it. Um, I was, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm 33 as well. And I have done a lot. I have done a lot of post-secondary, but none of it was pertaining to math. As soon as I was done grade 10 and didn't have to take it anymore, that was it. I stopped. So algebra was a whole brand new world for me. And I was certain I was going to fail that math course. And once I saw that I was getting to that point, I knew something had to change. And I, oh, I buckled down hard and I, I did far better than I thought I would. Um, and it just, it gives me confidence for my education moving forward because more math is coming and I'm not dreading it anymore. Yeah. With Melissa, um, I actually almost failed math in high school. 
didn't do very well. Now I'm coming back to do math. I'm at a high school three years, so not super long, but like it has been a long time since I did grade 10 math. It's been long enough. And uh, yeah, trying to remember all of that stuff and put it to work is like, oh my goodness, I should have paid a lot more attention in grade 10 math. And I'm definitely most proud of that. And, and I previously went to college as well at Loyalist. And when COVID hit, I actually dropped out. I wasn't enjoying my program, wasn't doing well, anything like that. And now that I'm back in into business, I'm really enjoying it and I'm really loving it actually. And my marks are, are showing that and it just makes me feel really, really good because it makes me feel like I'm succeeding in something that I love and, and I hope to do to do so going forward. I want to jump in on this math train uh, because I'm also proud of my math marks, you know? Uh, I come from a family of engineers, and I am the one who's not good at math. So my high school marks were, eh, it's passable. Um, but to come here and do math, again, kind of what you said, Ellie, like a couple of years out of high school, it's been a while, um, and do good, like actually good, is very refreshing. And that's maybe partly due to the way it was taught. Uh, we had... Uh, Julie Housie as our math professor. And I see a lot of shaking of heads. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you guys can relate to me on that one. And she uploaded all of her lectures or she had a lot of lectures online that were just videos, right? It sounds simple. Like, oh, you're just uploading videos and we watch them. It, it didn't sound too appealing at first, but it's actually phenomenal because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it's hard to stop a, a lecture and be like, I don't understand anything you just did. Can you go back to the start, please? Versus like a video, you know, you could slow it down, you could speed it up, you could skip back. I know one of the things I like doing is if I think I get a handle on the question, I pause, do the question ahead, and then see how the video plays out if I got it right. Uh, math online has been phenomenal. That's actually one thing I might fear going back in person. I don't know. I don't know how the math's going to be taught. That's going to be a, a new arena for me. Yeah, I definitely agree. I kind of, I really enjoyed how that math class was taught. Like I, I really, I'm not a huge fan of learning online, but yeah, the the math online, I really liked how she did the videos and everything and that I could stop and play when I wanted to. Yeah, I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, I've I've always loved math. Like I love math. So that was kind of like my break. Every math class was a break for me. Um, and the math assignments were like a break for me. But I think like what I'm most proud of for me was how I've approached my learning, I think. Because academically, it's not like so much the challenge for me, but it's how, how I'm approaching this in terms of myself, right? St. Lawrence in this program in the business school of business gives you the opportunity to, to learn a lot about business, but also learn a lot about yourself. And I have dove into that head forward and or head first. And I've learned so much about myself as a professional, as an as a student that I think it's totally switched from my first couple classes of the first semester to where I am now. I've come leaps and bounds. And I think that's because I've utilized the information I've learned about myself and, and put that into effect. And if you actually do that and, and embrace those, especially from G189 in the, in the Workplace Big Five and the EQI, if you look at those and apply what you learn from that and answer those questions honestly, you can set yourself up to do so well later on. Because it, it gives you the tools and the knowledge about what you need to do to make yourself or put yourself in a successful position. I was so impressed with that emotional intelligence summary. Um, just it, it tackles all of your strengths as well as your weaknesses, but it also kind of highlighted where your strengths could be weaknesses and where your weaknesses could be assets. And it just uh, 
yeah, I gave a really well-rounded picture. And Andrew, I think you're right. Just kind of shows you what you could be working on and, and sets you up for the future. Even those questions on that assessment, like answering it, I feel like it just, it makes you think kind of like when, when you're going through and you're reading them and it asks, I can't remember all of them, but they ask really, really kind of deep questions. And it makes you think like, how do I actually feel about this? And, and I find it really, really good. And I find it really, really kind of inspiring to look to look into yourself and see how you feel in that situation or see how you actually are feeling in, in certain situations. I found it really, really helpful. And I mean, it's so important to be honest with, with a quiz like that, because I, I'm sure we all have a tendency. We want to answer a certain way to kind of look our best selves. But I mean, that summary, it was for us and us alone. So yeah, be as honest with yourself when you're answering them. Uh, Cause it will give you a really well-rounded picture of who you are. Is there any advice or tips that you would have? Uh, for other students or any future students coming in? Um, I think if you know that you are going into a program and you've started it and you can feel your enthusiasm and the fact that you are passionate about it, treat it like you would a job. Um, that's kind of, I've, I've worked, I've had careers and now I'm coming back to school. Um, and that's kind of the focus that I give it. Like it is my job. I have one outside of this, but um, this is where my focus and my priority is because I know that to complete this program and to do well in it is just going to open more doors for me. Yeah. And I have to say, uh, going into it, give it, give it your all, give it your full, your full attention and, uh, and stick with it. Like if you're struggling in a subject, you know, maybe you need to take that extra time. I know it really, really sucks, but take that extra 10 minutes because it's really, it's really going to prove it in the end and it will make you be successful just don't get discouraged. I do have a tendency to do that as well, but don't, don't let yourself just get discouraged. And if you find you are, take five minutes, step away, go for a walk, have a shower, do something just to get your mind off of it and then go back to it. It's not the end of the world, but focus and stay focused. Yeah. My, my piece of advice to our listeners out there is let loose a little bit, get silly with it. Everyone's here. Uh, to learn and we're all together and we're all the same so just like let go a little bit and have fun with it and uh, I think Melissa you said a similar thing of have fun with it like just I don't know uh, my words cannot express how complicated this is but uh have fun like make your yeah. connections and if there are social activities like engage in those outside of like school doesn't need to be your hundred thousand percent make sure you have fun and enjoy yourself outside of that yeah, I think for me, it boils down to a couple key factors. So one is take risks, right? Don't just sit back and, and learn on the sidelines. Don't learn from the sidelines. Be in the game. Take a, take a risk. Engage with your professors. Engage with your peers. I've, I've opened a couple wicked doors of opportunity just asking my professors to help me with something or engaging with them in a way that it revolves around class, but it's not in class. It's not just class material. It's other things outside of that. You know, put yourself in those moments and take those risks. And then like everyone else has been saying, be engaged, right? That kind of comes down to don't learn from the sidelines again. Uh, be engaged. Engage yourself. Talk to people. Put your voice out there in class. Likely you're, you're teaching somebody something and it's going to inspire someone else to say something and they're probably going to teach you something. Um, the more engaged you are and the more you active you are in your own path and your own learning, you're going to see the results, I guarantee you. That's perfect. And that's a perfect way to end up. And I want to thank you guys for coming on here today and joining me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us.
I would also like to give a huge thank you to the listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review or share with your friends.